Hi, I'm Lou. I'm a dad, husband, professional communicator, and a sugar addict. Soda, sweet treats, breakfast cereal, these are my indulgences of choice. I've tried to wean myself off the stuff, but I keep coming back for more. So I'm trying again to change my diet and my mindset about sugar one step at a time. This is my story. This is Sugar Crash. Welcome to Hunger Pangs from the Sugar Crash Podcast. I'm your host, Lou Corum. I'm not a huge breakfast person. Give me a pastry and some coffee and I'm good. But when you're sugar crashing, breakfast is a more complicated affair. Gone are my pastry days. Well, yes, I do occasionally indulge in donuts. It's no longer a regular thing for me. It's not just that donuts aren't a regular feature of my morning, either. There's also the matter of another one of my favorite foods not being a part of the mix. Chocolate chip cliff bars. If you've spent any time in the natural food aisles, you probably know the product I'm talking about. Cliff bars, those energy bars that sit somewhere between a conventional granola bar and a bar of caramel filled with granola. I love that product. And it really does stick with you throughout the day. A perfect thing for a camping adventure or some action-filled activity day. But with 21 grams of added sugar in the chocolate chip Cliff Bar, that bar has more added sugar than two Krispy Kreme glazed donuts. I'm not going to lie, choosing a Cliff Bar still feels like a more healthy choice to me over the donuts. But that's not the point. The point is that I can find a way to manage breakfast better. What I need, what we all need, are breakfast options that have the convenience that is offered to us much the same way the Cliff Bar offers it. Simple, quick, and convenient. If we have a little bit more time, it would be ideal if we could make breakfast with the comfort that a good donut affords us. If we're really on our game, maybe we can put something together even more comforting. Sugar-free pancakes, anyone? I'm going to leave the rest of this conversation on breakfast for the next Sugar Crash podcast, so be sure to tune in. Now for stats. Okay, so I feel like I'm in a better position this week than where I was when I started last week. I had two violations of the Sugar Crash diet last week and three gray meals too. I do want to applaud myself a bit though, in that I ate out twice last week without electing to have a soda with those meals. That's really something for me. Yes, I know I've said it before, but noticing continued progress in these areas is a really good feeling. It's these little victories in a diet that really ought to be lifted up as progress toward this goal of life change, which is really what the Sugar Crash Diet is all about. I've got to get better with my note-taking, though. While I am confident about the amount of Sugar Crash violations in gray area meals, I have only an estimate again, on the number, on the total number of meals that I ate this week. Why is it important for me to get a count for the number of meals that I'm eating? Well, there's another problem that I have. Overeating. By me documenting my meals in an official capacity, I combat the eating that I do unofficially. I'd like to do a longer segment on this in the future, but one of the places where I struggle is emotional eating. What I mean when I say emotional eating is it's the eating I do when I'm depressed or bored or when I want to reward myself or, well, I don't know, I, I would guess other emotions too. You may be susceptible to these kinds of periods too. Why there's such a big deal is because losing weight requires eating, 
though it happens best when you're eating fewer calories than you would when you're not on the diet. There are other factors too, but sometimes when I'm weary from the diet, the overeating comes out of me. You might see me in a constant stream of stuffing my face with roasted, unsalted peanuts or raisins. Those are foods that are okay for me to eat, but I shouldn't be eating a steady stream of them over a couple of hours. I want to track those moments. I want to track them because I know I can get stronger, mentally. Now, I want to be sure to say that there's no problem with feeling weak. Quite the contrary, I think that it's super important to acknowledge and make space for moments that you're feeling weak and need to reach out for help. However, I want to be a person that reaches out for help and not a person that finds his strength in food. Okay, so these stats helped me along to a 1.8 pound weight loss this week. I weighed in at 256.4 pounds, a very welcome number for me to see. I'm anxious to be closer to 250, but one day at a time. A quick side note, I feel like I'm feeling more comfortable in my own clothes. I've started wearing a belt again, which is nice. What wasn't so great was that my blood pressure numbers were 137 over 84. I don't know why there's been an uptick in my blood pressure over the last couple of weeks. I'm not feeling more tension, but the results seem unexpected. I need to keep an eye on it all. My pulse was 73. Hunger Pangs from the Sugar Crash Podcast is a production of me, Lewis Corum, recorded and edited in Denton, Texas. You can download episodes of the Sugar Crash Podcast at anchor.fm slash sugarcrashpodcast or at sugarcrash.net. Be sure to subscribe to the Sugar Crash Podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to watch the feed for episode four of the Sugar Crash Podcast coming soon. If you like what you've been hearing, consider giving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. 